my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can be what it says I can be. And I can do what the Word says I can do. It's the living seed of God living in me, and I'll never be the same. Never, never, never will I be the same. God increase, the pastor decrease. Give me ears to hear what God has to say. I'm gonna walk with power, not let the loss get left. Amen, you guys may be seated. Amen. All about the whole, what else can I do type thing. So we're gonna talk about uh, live a little further. There are, you're gonna run into, I mean, I mean, and we've all know this, but you're gonna run into people all your life that tells you, you know, that's enough. That's, you don't need to do anymore. You, you know, <laughs> you've met your goal. Stop, and, and when you have something more in you to do and, and live even beyond what was happening, you know, that's even greater. I think we, we ran into some, well, we're running into some things in our family, uh, the men are, that we never expected because very few men live past 40. So now that, you know, my twin and my, and, and my nephew and I, we're all past 40. Uh, now we're running, okay, well, we're alive, now what? Like, because we're used to burying all these people. First of all, most of them died in their 20s, or late 20s. So now we're like, okay, hey, I'm not gonna be that person. Now I'm this person, but I haven't seen a whole lot of examples of how to live beyond this age. So now I gotta, I gotta get this together and I have to get this right. And so we have to live a little further the eternity we belong to, right? So you're living for eternity, you're gonna go to heaven and, and you're gonna live for eternity, but God says you can live a little further right here. Right here, right now. You don't have to stop. You don't have to do the status quo. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing. You can take an attack and where most people may give up and quit and give in. You go, no, 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 I'm living beyond that. Right? And, and we have to uh, put ourselves into that position. And I, I've always, uh, you know, as long as I can remember, been that extra. I'm going to do that little bit of extra. You know what I mean? Like church don't end when church is out. Right? For us, and <laughs> Steve, as he was talking to me, I was like, gosh, I was standing about been around Christians. Let me just say it that way. <laughs> they are very competitive. Okay? And then we'll finish our conversation. Then I'll bring it back next Sunday. Now, <laughs> what I, I do want us to be like, let's compete to be better in our lives. Right? So when we go in there and work with people, it's like, let's go that, let's go, let's go a little bit further. And here's, here's where we come from. In Matthew chapter 26 and verse 38 through 39, it says, Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And this is Jesus talking. He is not happy. He's not having a good day. His soul is upset. And, but he says to do it with me. Y'all, let's quit being sad by ourselves. If Jesus asked people to be with him, we need to, right? Hypocrites standing right before you. I don't like telling people my problems. I don't like telling people what's wrong with me because I got weird stuff. And then, but when I'm down, I need to make sure that I can go watch with me. Now, Jesus said, y'all watch with me. I'm sorrowful. Y'all watch with me. Then the next statement, he says, and he went a little further. 
right? He didn't just stop at being sorrowful. He didn't stop at being sad. He didn't stop at his bad news. He went a little further. And I think we need to live a little further. And he fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, it's not as I will, but as thou wilt. Now, as Pastor Rita was saying about being kind, it, we, you have to go a little further to be kind. You have to, because you could stop right where you know the answer to. You yelled at me. The answer is yell back. And God said, no, you go a little further. You take that extra step. We say that, this is John Maxwell quote, the extra mile is never crowded. Never crowded. You got to go that extra mile. It's never crowded. I was thinking about this last night. I made the juice. I was like, man, you know, don't buy you no know, juice. And, and like we're running out of fruit nowadays. And it's like, what do we need to do? And, and, but I got it. And Pastor Rita found it. So if she found it, you didn't know that. God knew. I knew. Make it. Now, that wasn't a tough part. It was 11 o'clock, and the dishes in the kitchen was dirty. Go a little further. You don't sleep no way. Clean the kitchen. Clean the kitchen. And it was like that. Now, I'm, I'm one of those that when I was growing up, my parents would get up and clean before we went to church so that they could come home to a clean house. Y'all ever heard that, right? I want to come home to a clean I want to come home with work. I don't want to come home with stuff to do. I don't want to come home with that. Now, that don't always work, especially when our kids are little. Who cares? I'll sleep on the dishes with the sink. You know what I mean? Like, we was, it was busy, like, whatever. But that's kind of this thing that I don't want her to go home and think she has to do anything. I want to walk in and just say, okay, that's clean and, and be able to go on. That's just, just my little thing. I want to go a little bit further. Now, I... We could have took another step and mop, but I too far. <laughs> I only go a little bit further now. That's a little seven miles right there. Now, Jesus went a little bit further, and, and I think about it, not everybody can go the distance that you can go. So don't be comparing yourself to other people. He was going, he had to go a little further. The disciples couldn't die for us to be saved. He did. And so he had to go far enough so that we, he could die for us to be saved. And what was the, the question that was asking me, God, can this pass from me? And he says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And until we go far enough, we can't even get to the question of God, is this something you want me to do? Because I haven't even gone far enough. I do not want to leave anything on the table. As Les Brown said, I want to die empty. I want to die giving it because listen, People didn't call me. People didn't call you. People can't take you out of your calling. We got to quit that. We got to quit that. Well, I don't think you're good enough to be called. I don't think you're good enough to have that statement. I remember telling a lady that. You're unqualified to say that to me. Unless you're God, you are unqualified. She goes, I can't believe you said that. Well, you said you're an unbeliever, so you're good. You're an unbeliever, so you're good. And then God says, Pastor, shut up. Right? Because I can get rolling with my tongue. Right? And, and I have to watch that. He says, that's a little too far. That's not further. That's too far. There's a difference. Too far is bad. Further is good. Right? And so he's looking at these things. And, and when you get, especially when you're emotionally attacked, you have to go further if you're going to get through that situation. 
All right, amen. Thank you. I, I know y'all feel the same way. So a war red coat, does any blood breaks out, no one knows if I'm bleeding or not. It's, it's, it's okay. Don't live short of what your destiny requires. Your destiny is going to require something. You have something. I remember uh, years ago, I had some ladies that were single ladies. And they go, man, why haven't I found a husband yet? And they, they would say that to me all the time. I said, because I remember when you came to me and we prayed, you believed never to be hurt again. Never to be broken again. And that's going to take some time to bring the right person to you and you getting healed. So you ask God to do something that because you can afford that hurt again, that's why it's taking a little longer. Some cakes take, that Coca-Cola cake takes too long. We don't like it when Miracle makes it because she goes by the rules. It's too hot to cut. Have y'all heard this? Yeah, see? <laughs> so Emin and Paula right on. Nope. Tanya's like, yep. It's too warm. You can't cut it. You can't ice it. The icing will melt through. Good. There's no rules. Once it melts, we can just dig in with our hands. We don't need a knife. And you understand that when, Jesus, when, when the Bible talks about, I go to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to my father's house to prepare a place. That's a Jewish custom where when a son and they traded mules or donkeys or whatever to get the bride, he can get it right away. The father took the son away to go prepare a house. And the father had to go with the son because you know how young men are about going to get their girl. They would have lived in a shack, but the son went with him. And he couldn't come back till the father said it was done. Because the son would have threw up some plywood and said, let me go get the girl. We'll live in the rain. But the father wanted it complete. Go a little further. Go a little further. And I, I get this right, and I, I believe this is happening in schools, and I'm pretty sure it's happening with little girls, but I see it with little boys. Nobody believes them. Anytime somebody says a little boy did something, they believe that little boy did it. No matter what he says back. One of the most frustrating things to be is on a campus and have a little boy say, Mr., you're the only one that's ever listened to me, and he knows I'm leaving. That is one of the rough things, that every time something comes up, they are not believed. You know how difficult that is to live? When someone won't believe what you say or don't believe in you or don't believe you? And I understand that someone may be guilty of sin. But when you got them there that's just pouring out their heart and they say, and it could be something as simple as it, even when they tell me, like, you're going to have problems with this kid. These kids are not going to say, and then I always ask them, what's good about them? You don't tell me what's wrong with them. What you, tell me the good part, though. So you don't have it in that. You're so busy looking for wrong. So they have to go a little further just to prove themselves. Just to prove themselves. So we want to go a little further. Jesus lived a little further because he was doing something a little bit bigger. Right? All the dreams, all the visions, all the things you have for your family will take some extra work. All the things you have about, even, even if you just think about the simple things that you have available for your family, everybody else may get to sleep in, but you got to get up. Everybody else can stay asleep when they're prompted to pray, but you got to get up because what you're believing God for requires you to go a little bit further. He's looking at this as it's called. Jesus was going the distance to get us from death to life. And it is vital that we don't judge our journey by comparing it with how much we have to do and others do not have to do. That's the first thing we come under. Well, they don't have to go through that. They don't have to do that. God says your journey is different. Quit comparing yourself to other people. That's not your journey. 
That's not your goal. We should never stop because things have come into question, but rather continue on the direction God has given us until we arrive at his will. God, what is your will? So I said, I didn't want to die like my family members. I didn't want to die like my relatives. I didn't want to die like those people. So that means if they died from, from alcohol abuse, I'm not drinking. They died from drug use. I'm not using drugs. They died from heart disease. I'm going to watch what I eat. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to go a little further. Never fails when I go to Lubbock and I get up early before everybody else and go run. They go, why are you doing that? Because I don't want to die like the rest of the folks. Not judging you. You don't have to run with me, but I'm just saying what I've asked God to deliver me from. That's how I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk like I'm delivered. I'm going to live like I'm delivered. I'm going to go a little further. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to practice what I... Got to go a little further. Got to go... Got to go a little bit. Got to take it on. And, 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 and I'm asking you to do the same thing. Go a little further. My kid, I remember we were doing these, these parenting class when our, these dudes was little. They didn't know. We go home, he climbing the walls. Literally. You ain't say nothing about that in your little pamphlet. How do we get him from climbing on the walls with his hands and feet at six? Where's that in your notebook? But I want the best for my kids. So I'm going to go a little further. I'm going to pray. I'm going to work. I'm going to do whatever God has called me to do. And I'm saying it's not by might nor by power, but by his spirit. Make sure we hear the spirit of God. I'm not telling you to work your salvation. I'm telling you to work out your salvation as the Bible tells us to. A lot of times, like, Jesus, you do it. There are still water fountains where you have to move the lever. You can put your hands under there all day. But if you don't move that lever, they're going to be dry. You have to move it. What do you want from your life? And God say, let's go a little further. Let's take another step. Let's, and, and as Pastor Rita brought up kindness, right around Thanksgiving, and we know who we are, who's going to need kindness. Oh, who's going to need to give it? Stephen said something about fried turkeys. And not blowing up the house. Listen, we read about that. We know that you don't put a frozen one in there, right? Because that's going to blow up the house. I don't need to be told that. That's where my kindness take a hit. When you start telling me stuff I know I ain't supposed to do. Then I get like, why are you saying that? You think I'm stupid or something? And she comes back with, or something. It's the or something that I'm concerned about. It wasn't that. Where Jairus say he acts like me, the only time I get daring and crazy is when he's around. The only one I know will go and burn some up with me is young king. I've got a feeling also he'll sell me out to the cops when they come in too. There are so many blessings, marriages, children, and jobs left because the extra step was never taken. If I'd have did that extra, if I'd have did just a little bit more, we wouldn't be in divorce court. If I'd have did a little bit more, maybe, you know what I mean? Just, just give that extra, give that, go a little further. Go just a little further, a little further, just a little further at a time, a little bit at a time. Just go a little further. God is asking us to be like him. 
And here's a powerful thing. Listen to this. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 38 through 35. You have, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Right? Get them like they got you, basically is what that means. Right? Uh, uh, again, get Steve and I, we, we know baseball, right? If you hit my best player, if I had the patience, when I got on the mound, your guy was going to get hit too. Isn't that the whole rule? My <laughs> now, my problem was I didn't have the patience to wait for their best hitter to come up. I hit the next hitter. I would. And let's, I'm just being honest, I threw it right at his head. Right? There's pressure points you put on the baseball, you make it follow him. I, again, I needed to be saved. And when I was saved, I need to be delivered. <laughs> I would pray before I pitched. It'll tell you. But you hit one of my guys, somebody's got to go down. I catch you stealing signals, somebody's got to go down. Remember that when we had our church flag football team. One of the guys, I mean, it's, it's the only, man, it's the, I don't know if you remember this guy. He had long hair. He played on another team. He, he said, I, Tory. I go, yes. He goes, remember me? And I go, no. And he raised up his shirt. He had a bruise right here where I'd hit him. He goes, you remember that? I go, yeah. Like, now we ain't got nothing else to talk about. Okay, yeah, I hit you. We're playing football, so are you going to try to get me back? You know what I mean? He pulled it up, and he showed me. He goes, ah, wasn't that big a deal. He said, I know you caught me cheating. I go, yeah. He was good about it. Most people are not. Don't use it go well. I always thought if anyone ever charged a mound for me, I was going to just run from them. Get them good and tired. Then they have to get back up in there while I got this. And we, we have to do this, right? We have to keep ourselves distance away from the things that are trying to hurt us. Right? And don't just let the devil beat your head in. Throw back. Throw some punches. Right? Throw some Bible scriptures at them. You know, we've got the two-seamer fastball that a right-hand batter can't just lean back. It follows them. My favorite. Throw back at the enemy. I want us to be good, right? An eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. You've heard this. Then he says this, but I tell you, now here's where Jesus get different. People think it was easier in the, in the New Testament. Let me tell you, the Old Testament, if you hit me, I could hit you back. That was the new, here's what Jesus says, but I tell you not to resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on your right cheek, turn to him the other cheeks. And I need to look up, let me find my fighters. <laughs> I love Miss Sophie. I love Miss Sophie looking like. But that's what the scripture. We've joked about it. I'm out of cheeks, Lord. Somebody time to somebody get kicked. But he says that turn the other cheek. And we think because it's okay to disobey God in this area, and we don't realize it's filtering over in other areas. That takes going a little further. And you may have to walk away from that situation so you can obey the scripture. If someone wants to sue you and take your tunic, 
let him have your cloak as well. And if someone forces you, forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Now, as I was reading that, I thought, you going to force me to go a mile with you? Can you imagine if I went and said, Pastor Rita, get out of bed. You running up this hill at the house with me. Force. Just, just remember that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you why I said that, okay? Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and, and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven. This is how you know man didn't write the Bible. This, this set of verses right here. Ain't no dude trying to write that. Right? Ain't nobody trying to write, dog, oh, they cuss you out, bless them, give them an offering. What? They get up, get out of bed, we're running a mile. But we're going to run two. And here it is, right? The extra living that Jesus did for us was to give us the power through the Holy Spirit to live further than what the world lives in tough situation. What the world does in tough situation. Now, have you ever had people expect you to react a certain way and you chose not to? That's living a little further. Right? You ever had somebody do something, you, you know they're expecting you to act a certain way and you didn't give it to them. That's living a little further. But let me tell you about this extra mile thing. It was a law. And this is as close to politics as I will ever get. It was a law that a Roman soldier could force a Jewish person to carry his pack a mile. And he couldn't deny it. They had to do it. Now, you imagine that, being in the streets, Baghdad, here, carrying my stuff. First of all, I wouldn't trust them to carry it anyway. They might put a bomb in it. But they had to, it was the law to do it. You had to do it. If they walked with you, carry my stuff. I'm in H-E-B, carry my groceries to the car. You had to do it. And here's what Jesus said. Now, you understand the Jewish people are probably mad about this law. Jesus said, let me tell you, I'm going to take you one step further. Don't even carry one mile, carry two miles. What's the point, God? He says, now when you're doing things for the joy of me telling you to do it, they can't manipulate you anymore. Now you can't threaten me with that. Oh, I was going to go two miles anyway. We're good. Not only that, I'll deliver you from asking the next person. Now when we're trying to defend or get even about a law, the Bible tells us as believers, go above and beyond. The righteousness of Christ is greater than the justice of man. Go above me. And that's why the Bible ain't popular. This is why it's quiet up in here. Because that's not popular. It's a, this is not popular. But if you want God's best, you're going to have to live in God's word. See, we want the best of God by doing it our way. You want that. We want to make our justification. We want to get even. We want to make it our way. And God says, go the extra mile so that they can't walk up here. I'm going to make you do a mile for me. Oh, I'm doing two. Let's go. I'm doing two. I hate you. That's good. I love you. I'm still doing two. You're going to be a friend and I love you. I'm going to do more than what that happens. And that way, when somebody in your household gets sick, you don't just take care of them. You get them through it. 
You ain't just bringing them medicine. You're bringing them love. You're bringing them kindness. You're bringing them a life. You're bringing them everything. But if you don't win it out there, how are you going to win it inside? How are you going to get resentful for the ones you love when, because you haven't been accepting of the ones you didn't know? He said, love your enemies. Love your enemies. You're born short, vertically challenged. God was, I used to have to fight for everything when we got together with family members. Everything. I didn't have to fight. I, I repent. I chose to fight for everything. Let me say it that way. Because it, it, it could have been, it was another way. If you start when you thinking you have to fight for everything or do that for everything, then you think you have to fight your way through everything. And God says, no, I require you to be peaceful and I can't require you to be obedient. And it's when people say, oh, Christianity is a crutch. I dare them to live this every day. Take them to Matthew 5, 44. Take it like, okay, live this right here because I'm about to slap you right now. Let me see you walk away. I'm going to catch both cheeks. I'm just... And give me your coat while we at it. Y'all cold it is outside? Somebody took my windbreaker this morning. <laughs> I'm still chasing them down the street. Hope I don't pull something. So we got to quit using laws and things that are against us as a method as we're being oppressed and start using the word of God to be blessed. All right. Thank you, Maverick. I'm glad you're here because friendliness has happened. Faithfulness is not only doing what was asked or just enough, it is doing above and beyond what was asked. What I love about Pastor Rita and what I hate about Pastor Rita uh, is the same thing. If, if it's come to giving something, she doesn't want to just give it. She wants to give above and beyond. She wants to say, if, we, if, <laughs> if there's a vehicle to sell, she wants to give it away. I have had to work to walk a little further with that. You know what I mean? Like, like one of us is going to know something better than the other. Right? And, and, and as long as once I've started to get in line with that, that means Pastor Rita's going to forgive a little further. You know what I mean? If she gives a little further, she forgives a little further. And I ain't learned that until I learn to give a little further and then I can forgive a little further. And so you go that extra mile, you go, okay, you know, not only am I giving you that, I said, I'm going to, she says, I'm going to give you the whole thing, title, and I've watched her do it, and, you know, even though it was my vehicle, but, but, <laughs> she was like, this is the way we got to live. This is how you die to yourself. I said, well, I still got some gremlins running around in their lives. We're going to need to get some things out. But if we're not living a little further, we're no different than the world. We're no different than a person who say they don't know God. So it's not just doing enough, it's doing more than enough. Everybody say more than enough. All right, so that's, that's awesome. The will of God is not an insurance plan. It's an assurance plan. And the difference between insurance plan, insurance is set up for you to be able to make it through and have it your way, but assurance means that you're going to give along the way. Not that you just get your way at the end. Assurance says, I'm assured that I'm going to give to you as I go. 
and not just wait to get what I want or what I need, right? Remember, what was, remember the slogan, what would Jesus do? And that turned out to be more of a slogan and a decoration than it was a lifestyle. Especially when you see people with a, what would Jesus do, bracelets on, fighting. Right? And so we have to step back and go, God, am I honoring you with my life or am I trying to figure out a way how I can do it? How do, does this church end right here? By the way, we are the church, you. Not the building. Thank you for the building that we get to come to, but you are. Right? You got your grounds, your church grounds right on you. And so living in the spirit overturns laws against us. Justice comes from serving God and not getting even with others. Right? Overturn the laws. What's the law? What's the laws in your family? Oh, everybody got heart disease. Okay, I'm gonna overturn that law. All right? Everybody has a temper. I'm overturning that law. Divorce happens. I'm overturning that law. All right? I'm gonna live with y'all. I'm gonna overturn the law. All right? But I have to go the extra mile. I have to do it. I have to be able to do it. I got to go a little further. Obviously, somewhere there was a stop somewhere. I have to go a, a little bit further. And it's got to be that. And the most dangerous thing that we could do is not ask, what would Jesus do? So when we make a deliberate extra effort of obedience, it puts evil in an imposition. See, your extra effort of obedience puts evil on the sidelines because you're going the extra mile. It can't help you. It can't stop you from, from, from loving one. That's why she jumped up here and said kindness, and she didn't even read the notes yet. Because when you go the extra mile to be kind to your spouse, evil can't get in your relationship. Arguments can't happen. Right? You didn't give them anything to work with. So the evil is put on the side. Giving will always put evil in a bad position, no matter if it's money or time. Giving chokes out evil. Right? You didn't come to church and you leave the way you came, you didn't give. And I'm not talking about financially. You got out of bed, but you didn't give yourself to the place you were going. Amen. I'll make up my own amens. Amen. Time to run up here. You got to trip some people, Jai. Use your legs. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 9 through 10. It says this, the hands of Zerubbabel, I love that name, have laid the foundations of this house and his hands will complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For who has despised the day of small things? But these seven eyes of the Lord, which, which uh, shone the whole earth, will rejoice when they see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel, right? They think uh, probably every wife has said this. We don't need money to have a good time, right? We just need you to hang out with us. Every man has said, we need money to have a good time, right? But the ladies are like, Who you, whose need you meeting? You trying to meet my need or your need? I thought this was about us spending time together, right? Not about going to buy the meal, not about going to stuff. Not, let's just be us. And fellas, I know, and we just need to have a Saturday and eat pancakes, and we'll talk about how we feel about that. But 
right then and there is where we need to quit trying to meet our needs and make sure we're meeting their needs. Or meeting, well, meeting my needs and meeting our needs. Let me say it that way. So we're both of us. Because they're saying, I don't need that. But we despise the small beginnings. I want to begin big. I want to grow big. I want to be large. I want to be strong. I, hey, listen, there, there's a guy, and, and I'd already taped the sermon on Friday night, so I knew all of this stuff. And so yesterday at the gym, there's a guy that came in there, and he's like, he's all like, like, you know, big guy, like he's taking medication. Okay? I've seen him for years. And had no desire to talk to him because he comes in there with a dog chain on his Like, what do you do with that? But he ended up being right behind me and my friend of mine, Brad, and we're working out. He had these little things that Brad had been looking at. And so Brad started talking to him. Like, Y'all know who Ric Flair is? You, right? He's talked just like him. Yeah, listen. We got he didn't even do that, but if he would have, I'd have been like, yeah. And he did that same thing. Hey, brother. Brother, I'm going to tell you what, brother, these things are good, brother. And he kept talking and talking. Then he told me he was a pagan. I said, game on. I'm a pastor. Let's work it out. Let's work it out. He, this, this, this guy, and I said, look, you know, it's about living our lives for Christ. You know, I said, I'm a believer. And he said, yeah, man, you can say all that you want to and believe all that you want to. I've heard it before. I said, I know you've heard it before, but you're going to get to see it. The weird part is when I turned to go ahead and do my sets, he kept talking to someone, but nobody else was there. He just kept talking. Yeah, you know, I got these things. I don't know how much it cost me. And I'm like, because I wasn't even looking at him anymore. You know, we're no longer talking to you, right? Well, you know, I remember his friend, so forgive me for talking too much. <laughs> it's like, What's happening? <laughs> What's coming out of you right now? Because we are no longer looking at you. He was still having that conversation. Here's what it is. And, and then God says, listen, you've seen that man for over 20 years in the gym. You've never said one word to him. Never wanted to. He has a dog chain on his neck. I don't understand that. He said, brother, hold you. Said I'm 55. What? I'm 54 years old. <laughs> I just didn't know what to do with it. But I said, man, you know, I just love God and, and just start just sharing God with him. What kind of pastor don't talk to people? What's wrong with me? I was like, God, you sure you got the right dude? This man announced he was a pagan, and I've been ignoring him. Gonna let him go to hell. Is that your child? <laughs> At least you don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> let him go, Pastor. And I'm telling you, go a little further. Check me on the scripture yesterday, the message yesterday morning. go a little further don't let it don't let it rob you 
Don't let it manipulate you out of your faith. Manipulate you out of your kindness. Don't let something that got on your nerve manipulate you out of your expectations. Go a little further. I know I should be mad at you right now, but I'm going to choose not to be mad at you. I know I should be mad at circumstances, but I'm going to choose not to be mad at circumstances. Before long, Brad, who originally started the conversation, was no longer talking to him. I was talking to him. Which put me behind getting to HEB. We don't listen to God. All of this stuff. We don't listen to God out there. All of this stuff. What are we doing? Right? What are we doing? What are we doing? I'm going to make sure I don't record sermons to after the gym from here on out. Don't leave a little bit for the devil to work with, right? 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6 says, A little leaven, leaven at the whole loaf. Now, I never, I never thought about this. I thought leaven was just you put that in there and mess it up. But it also meant you were using from an old batch. You used a pinch from an old loaf. In other words, what? you can't put new wine into old wine skin. You can't take pinches of your old life of what you used to be and what you died from and start trying to make bread in the life that Christ has brought you to. It's going to knock it down. It's going to knock it down. So you're going to be thankful to say, no, I'm not going to pinch from this. I'm not going to pinch from my anger issues. I'm not going to pinch from, from what I used to be. I'm not going to pinch from the family. I'm not going to pinch from that. No, we're making new bread today. New stuff. Fresh bread. Never despise the day of small beginnings. If it's just one verse, don't despise it. Grow with it. Incorporate that blessing into your life. So when we don't despise the day of small beginnings, because not going a little further, we become more broken. You know, when, when someone for years don't ever reach out, when they don't ever share, I love you, when they don't ever take, they become, people become more and more broken. Right? They become more and more distant. Well, how do we get like this? I've been divorcing you for years. We haven't been talking. I've been broken for years. We haven't been working together. I've been distant for years. Now, now we're going to say, now, why are you still there? Go a little further now. Let's do it now. It, my children don't know me. When did this happen? We haven't been talking forever. Fear have been building. I think when we had a chance for fear to make its appearance, and it showed up, you could see who had been living in it. Go a little further for your family, your faith. Put evil on the run so it can be destroyed by living your life as a giver. Put evil on the run. Amen? I want you guys to bow your heads and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just praise you. I thank you, Lord God, as, as we stand before you. But Lord, we don't want to stop short because we believe somebody's using us to get over on us. Lord, we want to go the extra mile because we know that you are using us. So before we jump on the, they're getting, they're getting by, they're manipulating me. No, no, no. I'm submitted under the authority of God. I'm not doing it 
for them. I'm doing it under the command and obedience of God. I cannot be manipulated under the commandment of God. I cannot be manipulated under the obedience of God. They're not getting over on me because I'm submitted under the Lord Jesus Christ. My attitude is submitted under. My love is submitted under. My help is submitted under. My hope is submitted under God. You cannot use me. You cannot manipulate me. It doesn't matter what comes back to me because whatever I did, I did under the authority and direction of God Almighty. I can't be taken advantage of because I am sitting under the advantage of the living God who for so loved the world gave his only begotten son. He could give him before we could even love him. He could give him before we could even accept him and still believed and still knew he wasn't the one suffering. Knew that we were the ones getting the blessing because he wanted us to be saved. Lord, help us to see the bigger picture. Help us to see what a little further we'll do with a little bit extra will do. Help us to see that, Lord God, so we don't get discouraged or frustrated. And Lord God, we know due season is coming. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for everything that we can see right now. Every time these opportunities come up, Lord, you're going to help me to be the best I can be in that area. And then go a little further. I praise you. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.